Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by Chase Harmer, a very successful entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience building businesses, leading companies, and creating the coolest stuff on the internet. He is the founder and CEO at PayCertify, a worldwide payments platform and fintech innovator that processes billions of dollars in transactions annually and that solves a major issue with online payments for e-commerce merchants, online travel providers, and media buyers allowing them to scale. Here's a glimpse of the exclusive insights you're about to discover. The economic concerns, threats, and opportunities to watch out for in 2021 2022. Is Bitcoin the future of digital payments? Three fundamental principles to follow when investing. Hint, don't put your money under your mattress. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy. So I guess I'm going to go to some broader questions too. Um, And one of those would be like, where do you like... I'm just gonna ask you to put on your like prognosticator of like predictor hat, right? Like, I mean, like right now, if where we're at, like people are worried about inflation. Um, you've got markets that are like impossible to make sense of for most people. You've got, uh, you know, crypto kind of 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. I mean, like crypto sort of um, really bounced back, and and you know, obviously the the prices on Bitcoin have been, you know, they fluctuate a lot, but they're you know higher right than they've been in quite sure. some time in Bitcoin ever, uh, Ethereum too. Um, so where, I mean, where do you think we're at as far as like, kind of like, I guess, like the U S economy and the global economy, because as somebody who is involved with all of these banks and you're, you know, doing card issuing and all that kind of stuff, I'd be curious to just get your take on where you think we're at and what do you think, what is like, is there anything to be looking out for over the next year or two, both as far as, um, you know, concerns or threats, um, and also potentially, I guess, opportunities as well. Yeah. Well, it's a great question. And I think you know, in 2020, the total spend um, in 2020 um, was 55% of the total spend was check cards, which is interesting because it's always heavy, heavy credit, which just goes to show you people are more conscious about what they're spending. And they're also don't want to create debt for themselves because they realize there's a problem, right? Also, Walter O'Brien, uh, he's, he's a mentor of mine for the last two years. And he thinks, um, and if nobody knows who Walter O'Brien is, he, he's a pretty brilliant guy, but he also works for the government. He's pretty heavily in, invested into those relationships and understands what's going on. And he thinks this is the biggest, um, this is going to be the biggest crash ever. So people stop paying their mortgage basically and getting kicked out of their houses now. So, cause they, they haven't been paying it for six months, seven months now. And now everybody's now they're, these guys are going to start to leave. And, um, what we're going to see is probably one of the biggest, um, 
you know, depressions that we've, that our U S economy has ever had. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, what I do know for sure is retail in my mind is completely dead. Um, you know, if you don't have an omni-channel type of, um, you know, uh, plan, uh, for, for whatever business that you're in or whatever business you're growing, um, you know, digital should be probably front and front and center in there. Um, and I think that you're going to see, continue to see a lot more spend, but it's going to be, it's going to be less credit card and more people trying to just make ends meet and make sure that they're not acquiring more debt for themselves. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next several months, but what's transpired is there's more people that are losing their homes now than ever before in history. Um, and now that the fact that they haven't paid their mortgage for seven months, the, t the waves of change are going to start happening where you're going to start people seeing people um, stop spending. And, and that's going to be um, obviously detrimental to a lot of businesses, I think. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll play out, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, I know. And, and of course, obviously nobody can predict the future and, um, but it's good to, it's fun to do it anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, Walter O'Brien, for those who don't know, he was, um, that TV show, uh, Scorpion, right. Was, was based on him. He basically hacked, was it NASA? He hacked when he was like 13 or something like that, or like yeah, younger. 14 years old. Yeah. 14 years old. Um, <laughs> He said it's pretty dramatic the way that they do the first episode. I don't think they came out of helicopters and were like, oh, get in the car, you know, like that. But they did actually take him uh, yeah, and then he ended up working for the government. Like it's like 14, 15, 16 years old. So it's yeah, a, he's, a pretty interesting story. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a really interesting guy. I mean, he talked about, um, I remember the, the hundred million mastermind that we were both at and like even stuff of like, uh, he helped to catch like the Boston Marathon bomber. Like the guy is like, does crazy <laughs> shit. Like the guy like literally like was one of the, the main reasons they caught the bomber super fast for the Boston Marathon. Like the guy's wildly smart. Yeah. He's one of the highest IQs one, ever measured, right? Doesn't he have like one of the highest IQs yeah. ever measured? Yeah, fourth, fourth highest IQ ever measured in like the history. So, you know, um, I feel lucky to be, you know, to have that dialogue with him, um, you know, uh, and uh, he's a really interesting, but super logical, um, super hard on me, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. So that is good. I'm curious. How did the, so? Did you um, develop that relationship with him through the hundred million mastermind, or did you know him at all before? I did not. So I was going to just say that. So um, I had I, my whole entire life. I've been a sales guy, and 100 commission. So I've always been offense first, offense first, going trying to build business. But when you're building technology part of that is like, you have to play defense. You know, you have to actually cover all your bases. You have to have the compliance. You got to make sure that the boxes are checked and you're protecting the asset, right? And when he was giving that speech, I felt like he was talking to my soul. I was like, this guy's talking to me. I was like, and so, uh, and he kept, I guess, you know, he, when people talk on stage, they always like end up like talk, looking at some one person. So I think it was, I just happened to be that person. And after I was like, <laughs> yeah, Walter, I was like, my name is Chase Tarmer. <laughs> we need to work together so that ended up being um you know they do all of our technology auditing so uh those guys are incredible um three of the great they have some great engineers great talent and a lot of those guys work on our team full time um and uh you know he's really made a huge difference um in our technology stack and, and made it really scalable it's hard to build technology out here and if anyone anyone out there is doing that um I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a challenge, right? So, um, you know, it's great to have good guys like that in your corner. So, yeah, it's awesome, and it's a really good example of uh, just for people who watch or listen. Um, you know, like I'm a big fan of masterminds. What like I always talk about, and it's because you just meet that one person who can just change everything for you, right? Um, and good for you for taking advantage of it though and doing it, right? Because you did, you got in front of him. Yeah. And um, 
that's funny. I mean, we won't keep talking about Walter Bryan too much, but yeah, it's just, I mean, when he talked and he's like, basically like, I don't have the side of my brain that's supposed to have like empathy or like care for anybody. He's like, so I can fake oh, it. He's like, he's like, I'm <laughs> pretending to care for you, but like, I don't care about you at all. Like I can't, like I physically can't do it. And you're like, geez, like that's a tough guy to have as your mentor, but probably uh, helps, I guess, to, to make sure, you know, he's really telling yeah. you the truth. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's super logical all the time. And, you know, it's like sometimes I just wish he didn't make so much sense. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, for creative guys, um, you know, I see things a certain way, but he has to reel me back and he's like, no, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know, he chin checks me a lot, but that's, you know, that's it's what mentors are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to be kind of like the opposite, like help you that way. So. Absolutely. Have you, um, because I know you've been in, you know, interested in, in blockchain for a long time. I mean, have you been paying attention to what's been going on with um, the NFTs or even now you talked about real estate and funnily enough, like there's been articles coming out in the wall street journal recently about um, like digital real estate and how that's like now as hot as, you know, physical real estate. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny. There's a coin. You and I had a debate about crypto back in like 2018, a, a brief little Facebook debate. I won't bring up the details. It's not here to gloat. Um, Cause I was right. And then I was wrong. We, you're just, your timing was off. We were both right. Basically. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I, know it. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I just like happened to hit that one, but, um, but yeah, I tried to like mana, for example, which is like the yeah. currency for, um, like a, like a thing called decentral land, which is basically a whole virtual world. And, um, it's really funny. It went up to like, I have some, I sold, I sold it high for in 2018. And then I kept being like, ah, I should buy more. And I didn't. And it went from like 12 cents, to like a dollar 15. And I think now it's in the eighties or 90 cents, but I'm kind of like, I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I buy more? But, um, have you been following that kind of stuff, like with uh, you know the NFTs and, and other kind of stuff going on off the blockchain uh, recently? Yeah. Well, so my my core belief, um, you know, is that it is the future of digital payments. Um, it, it just really is. I mean, you know, Mastercard's been using blockchain, uh, you know, to for all ledgers for for a million years, like like thirty years, you know. So it's not like they have all been building technology stacks around it. And if you look at like Chase Diamond, you know, from Chase Bank, he's like, oh, crypto is the worst. And then he goes on stage, and then he's like, yeah, we're launching crypto. But he was just basically like setting the stage because he didn't want anyone else to like be ahead of him, right? You know, so they all know that the future. This is the future of technology, and I think you know. It, it, it even powers um, consumers and businesses alike because you can send money faster, but you can also buy and, and, and sell things faster too. So, um, you know, ultimately where it's going to go, no idea. A blockchain's impossible to predict. You know, one day it's a gazillion dollars, the next day it's, it's not as, as much. But, you know, just like last year, it was like three grand, you know. So, um, you know, where the hell is it going? I mean, I, I think that long term it's going to be a bit up. It's going to be worth a considerable amount of money, which is why I don't really touch mine um, because I just know it's going to be worth a lot. Um, uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out and what actually ends up being what's utilized by like consumers all the time. I'm, I'm actually really interested to know like what that's going to look like. I don't think it's going to be Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is going to be, um, you know, it's always going to be Bitcoin, but I don't think it's going to be the one that's like really dictating how people buy and sell stuff all the time. I think it's going to be something different. I just don't know what it is. So it's going to totally. be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Bitcoin may, you know, have, will have relevance as like a, you know, a store of value type thing and like kind of digital gold or whatever. I, I, I personally buy that. I think because of its, I just because a first mover type advantage, right? Type thing. I think that'll, will last. But 
to your point, I don't think anybody knows what the actual kind of main, and like, honestly, it could just be like that the US dollar is just like on the blockchain and like, it's like the dollar, right? I mean, it, it could just not exist yet. There's so many things. So when people are like, this is the one, and there's so many bad arguments for so many altcoins, especially that you're like, that's just not, that makes no sense. Like it's all speculation anyways. I mean, people have hunches and people know more than other people inside of this space, but it's really just speculation at this point. And what we do know is that we just create money out of thin air and that inflation absolutely will happen. And that's why the depression will be magnified because of the fact that everything costs more, you know, the, the dollar's like worthless, you know? So what is it? I mean, we're just created like five gazillion trillion dollars to give out to everybody, you know? Like, I mean, I have no idea how you, how you actually reconcile and try to make that work in long term, but I'm um, short term, it, it helps everyone out. So. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. I guess what can people knowing that, you know, say that that Walter is right and that we are going to enter this big kind of depression, you know, in the near future and mm -hmm. inflation is going to run rampant for a period of time and all of that. Right. Like what what do you think people could be doing now to sort of, you know, protect or themselves or defend against the downside today for if it were to happen? Well, obviously, don't put your money on the mattress because then that's worth a lot less, right? <laughs> um, I think um, anywhere where you can get a decent return and, and invest your money, you know, into things that uh, not necessarily, um, obviously, things that will be mag massively uh, affected by um, the depression. Um, but I feel like because blockchain is the future, in, in my opinion, um, there's a lot of things that you can actually, and, and there's a lot. So just thinking about the things that actually. Uh, the technology that kind of runs those rails, right? Um, the guys that are building those things, the the types of materials that are used um, in some of the the the, uh, the most commonly used devices that we have, like phones and things like that. Um, long, I always do long term planning. You know, Dan, Dan Fleshman talks about that too. Is is that I don't really invest in things that I don't believe in long term. So if I don't believe in it long term, or I'm just trying to make a quick buck, like I'm like Bitcoin, let's get in there, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And it's like well, no, like, you know, if you don't really understand it, you, you know, and, you, and you're really unsure and you, you have a, you're like, you're uncertain about what it is that you understand, you shouldn't actually go and invest in something like that. You should actually just invest in things that you believe in long term. So that way, no matter what Bitcoin at the end of the day, if it goes to 3000 tomorrow, I don't care. Right. Because I believe in it long term. So I know that it's coming back up. So I don't stress on it and look at it every day. And I think that's really what you got to keep in mind is that don't look at it every day, you know, make long term investments um, that that'll pay off long term. So that way you're not stressing about it day to day and that you have the peace of mind to know that long term is going to pay off. You know, that that would be my advice. Yeah, yeah that's that's great advice, I think. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, 
And then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And I will see you in my email list.